Turn to your neighbor and greet them, Emmanuel. Give your neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give your other neighbor a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor behind you a handshake, say Emmanuel. Give the neighbor in front of you a handshake, say Emmanuel. And greet the viewers You may have your seats in the presence of God. People of God, once again, you are all welcome in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I have a very quick story I want to share with you that will usher us into today's message. Uh, last year, I was among those that traveled to Israel for the wonderful Nazareth meeting with Prophet T.B. Joshua. Who, who watched the meeting at Nazareth? Raise up your hand. It was a wonderful, miraculous, incredible event. And uh, when I went to Israel, as shortly after I had arrived, I, I met an elderly gentleman from Israel. And the moment he saw me, he, he rushed towards me and greeted me. He said, oh, Brother Chris, welcome to Israel. And I was surprised at how warm his greeting was. And he now said this, he said, ah, do you know that I am your friend on Facebook? <laughs> I now said, I'm very sorry, sir, but I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on any social media. The man looked at me and said, no. But I spoke to you two days ago. I had to try and convince the man. I was like, sir, look, I assure you, it was not me. It was a fake person, someone fraudulent person. I'm not the one. He was insisting. He said, but you are the one that told me T.B. Joshua is coming to Israel. Now, this was a very bizarre conversation because I now had to start convincing this man that I am the real Chris and this person was a fake Chris. Very confusing. And the strange thing was, as I tried to convince him, he seemed to be more convinced about the fake Chris on Facebook than the real Chris that was talking to him. <laughs> now, now, why am I sharing this story? Because this story is sadly a picture of what is happening in our generation today. We live in a fake generation where it is difficult, very, very difficult to be real. I mean, it is so difficult to live for God. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 22, verse 14. The Bible says, many are called, few are chosen. In this generation that we're in today, don't just quickly arrive at a conclusion without examining what you hear in the lights of God's word. 
Those days, the days of just taking what you, what you hear and, and what you see and what you read, taking those things at face value, those days are gone. Tell your neighbor, those days are gone. Tell your other neighbor, those days are gone. Let, let me try and explain what I mean. Give some, some practical examples. Look at that beautiful lady. I love her. People of God, those days are gone. In this generation, you have to look deeper. You have to go beyond the makeup. Why? Is she beautiful on the surface or beautiful in the heart? Tell your neighbor, those days are gone. Those days are gone. Okay, oh, come and look at this. Come and look, come and look at this news online. Breaking news. Quickly share it on your WhatsApp group. Wow. Be careful. In today's generation, don't just quickly take what you read without confirmation because fake news is everywhere. Tell your neighbor, those days are gone. Those days are gone. Or you receive a phone call. Ah, look, I promise you, I'm ready to help you. I'm ready to do it. Just give me one week, I'll settle everything. Brothers and sisters, don't be too quick to jubilate. The days of taking people at their word and holding on to their promises are gone. Love everyone. Trust only God. I'm thirsty. Look at this, uh, this water, this water is bottled water. It looks pure, it looks clean. Watch out. The days of just accepting something as pure because it looks pure are gone. In this generation, you need to go deeper to confirm, is it really pure? lest you take something that is contaminated. Tell your neighbor, those days are gone. Oh, okay, another good example. You tuned onto your television and you, you see a, a pastor preaching, preaching a message. You see the, the charisma of the pastor. The pastor is saying, and the Bible says in Psalm 23 verse 4, that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The days of merely listening to a pastor, a prophet, a priest, a bishop, an apostle, those days are gone. The message may be true on the surface, but you still need to confirm the messenger. Because anyone can say, Jesus is Lord. You need to confirm who is the person 
that is talking to you. In the same vein, the days are gone when you can allow anyone to pray for you, to lay their hands on you. <laughs> Those days are gone. I'm not excluding myself. As you are listening to my message today, please go and confirm it in the light of God's word. Don't just take what I say. Those days are gone. What about politicians? Oh, right, no go area. <laughs> no go area. Put on your, your television, you hear political rally. Someone campaigning for presidents, governor, uh, mayor, this, that. They say, I will defeat terror within five months. I will provide jobs for all the unemployed youths within six months. I will put food on everyone's table and money in everyone's pockets if you vote for me now. People of God, be wise. The days of listening to a political campaign and immediately accepting what they say are You need to examine what you hear in the light of God's word. You see someone crying today. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying you should not comfort them. Go and comfort them. But be careful of their tears. Some tears fall from the eyes, but not from the heart. Do you know, I, I met a lady in the church several years ago. After the service, she approached me. She introduced herself. She said, I asked, what do you do for a living? She said, and I quote this exactly, she said, I am a professional mourner. I said, can, can you explain what you mean by that? She said, yeah, very simple. They hire me to go to funerals to cry for those who have died. Are you serious about this? Yes, it's a very lucrative business. Even if someone who died, they are very wicked. By the time we go there and cry, they will think he is a heavenly person. <laughs> And do you know how many of us have gone to funerals and we have seen people crying and we have joined them to cry, not knowing that the tears were paid for by our own contributions. That's why I said we are living in a fake generation where it is difficult, very difficult to be real. That's why you have to examine everything in the lights of God's word. What, what do I mean by examine? Examination means don't just take things at face value. Don't just accept things at face value. Brothers and sisters, I would like you to reflect on your life. Just in this moment, viewers around the world, reflect on your own life. Many of the situations we find ourselves in today are as a result 
of not examining our deeds, our relationships with people, our encounters with people, the promises people made to us, the phone calls we exchanged with people, the emails we exchanged with people, not examining them in the light of God's word has put many of us in the situation we are in today. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. Appearance can be deceptive. This is why the Bible says in Matthew 26, verse 41, watch and pray. (laughs) Watch and pray because of the generation we are living in today. Just just go to a market. Pick any popular markets in your state, your area, your country, your residency. Go to that market. To find a genuine product is difficult, but fake is everywhere. To get something genuine, to get something authentic, you have to go deeper because we are living in a fake generation. This is why... The scripture tells us in John 8 verse 32, find out the truth and the truth will set you free. And this brings us to the title of today's message, finding truth in a fake generation. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 19, which will be our proof text for today's message. Acts chapter 19. And I'm going to read from verses 13 to 16. This is the case of the seven sons of Sceva. I'm sure you know about it. Verse 13, it reads thus. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, in the name of Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Now, seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. Now, take note of verse 15. One day. Tell your neighbor, one day. One day, the evil spirit answered them. Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are? Verse 16, last verse. Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, overpowered them all, and gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Now, I want you to focus on those words in verse 15. The subject we're looking at here is those two words, one day. Don't forget that the seven sons of Sceva were fake. They were unauthorized to do the job they were doing. And one day, they faced a question they could not answer. People of God... You 
can be rich and famous and yet be fake one day. You can be popular, influential, and yet be fake one day. You, you can even claim to have reached the, the peak, the, the pinnacle of your career, and yet be fake one day. One day, you will be asked the question, what are you doing? Where did this come from? In other words, one day you will face a test of legitimacy. What does this mean? This means a season is coming where you will not be able to go further. Because the only one who can take us to the end is Jesus Christ. Nothing can take us to the end without Jesus because he is the beginning and the end. I, I, hope, I hope you understand what I'm saying, people of God. I hope you are with me. You know, if you have a race, all right, there's a race. Let's say I'm gonna run from here to, to the pulpits, all right? If, I, if I'm gonna start this race, the beginning of the race does not determine the winner. Okay, let's go halfway. The midway points of the race does not determine the winner. What determines the winner? The end. Only Jesus can take you to the end. Because he is the beginning and the end. The beginning, the starts, the, the, the mid points are off record. The end will set the record straight. Are you a graduate and you know how you got there? You're using someone else's certificates or you, you cheated in your exams. One day. Have you traveled abroad to another country using a, a fake visa, using someone else's name or passports? Look, you may get there. You may seem to be enjoying yourself. One day. Is your income coming from the proceeds of corruption? misappropriation of public funds? Is it coming from stealing or fraud or deception? Look, you may seem to be enjoying yourself today. One day. Everyone will face that question one day. What are you doing? 
What are you doing? Where did this come from? I want you to ask yourself this question. Are you real? Are you true? Or are you simply imitating or copying someone else? Because people of God, anything that is real, anything that is true, will stand the test of time. It's a common principle. Real products last. Fake products fade. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, real products last. Fake products fade. Ask your neighbor, are you real? An original document lasts, a photocopy fades. What are you doing today that is not real and yet seems to prosper? One day, it will leave you at the time you need it most. This is why Prophet TV Joshua says, to become God's person, you must follow his process. The problem is our generation today, we are too impatient to go through the process, which is why we seem to prefer fake over real. Look, I can give you examples of this. They are bound in our society. Okay, just look at marriages. Look at marriages. If you're, if you're married here today, just raise up your hand. Thank you. I know there are more married couples than that. Now, please don't be offended by what I'm going to say, but I'm going to speak a reality. Marriages today, if they are marriages, if there is marriage, Many of them nowadays are fake. The reason of many marriages today is outward things. Money, appearance, fame. In marriage of today's generation, it's a matter of body agreements, not heart agreements. So if something happens that tampers with those reasons, Something happens to the appearance. Something happens to the money. Something happens to the fame. The marriage has nothing to rest on and collapses. Or you marry because of urge. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, getting married cannot stop that urge. You marry because of depression. Getting married cannot solve the problem of depression. You marry because of age. God's time is the best. It's not the right person that brings the right time. It's the right time that brings the right person. What of our political life today? Politics, you know, democracy was created to be a government by the people, for the people, and of the people. But today, that no longer seems to be the case. Why is it today that 
our voices no longer seem to be heard. The opinions of people don't seem to matter anymore. Why? Because for many, the process of their ascendancy to power was tainted. Well, I have a very simple message, a very clear message. If you are a businessman here or, or a politician and you have built your career upon a stolen mandate, my brother, my sister, one day, a test of legitimacy is coming your way. It's coming one day, whether you like it or not. I'm still giving some practical examples here. Even in our places of worship, unfortunately, fake has infiltrated. To show that fake is an epidemic in our society today, just consider this example. There are many political parties whose members belong to different faiths and different denominations, different churches, and they come together because of politics. They eat together, they drink together, they wine and dine together, they work together, they share positions among themselves. Then, on Sundays or their respective day of worship, they go to their places of worship and now begin to condemn, criticize, and discriminate against each other. Is this not hypocrisy? Okay, let's come to you that are here. Church, are you with me? Okay, those of you that are here today, I want you to reflect on this. We're a large audience, a large congregation here today. Many of us that are sitting here today in this wonderful sanctuary, the place where you are working, the place where you are sustaining your livelihood, where you are getting your salary, the owner of that place does not share the same faith as you. The owner of that place does not attend the same church as you. Am I right? The same money that you have in your pockets right now, that when it's time for offering and thanksgiving, you are going to drop, is the money that came from the source of someone who doesn't share the same faith or denomination as you. Why would you now come to church and begin to speak against them? Why would you come to church and begin to say, don't go here? Don't go there. Whereas the money you are dropping in that same place of worship came from the people that you are condemning. Okay, let me give you another example. When you are sick and you go to a medical doctor, do you ask the faith or religious background of the doctor before they treat you? Huh? As long as they are specialized in your area, they will treat you. Okay, if you just imagine now, God forbid something happens, you, are, you fall into a coma and you are lifeless. In that situation, do you have the ability to determine who will treat you? Are you saying that if you are resurrected from the coma and you come back to life and you see that the person that treated you is not part of your faith, you will say, doctor, please send me back to the coma. You will not. Many of us flew on a plane to be here today. When you boarded your plane, did you ask the uh, flight attendant, sorry, flight attendant, uh, what is the faith of the pilot that is flying me? 
and your life is in their hands for the duration of that flight, and you don't know their religious background or their denomination. You are very hungry, you have not eaten for a long time, and you sit down at a beautiful restaurant. They provide the most exquisite and beautiful food, and you begin to look at it. You are about to eat this food. Have you ever called the chef and said, Chef, are you a Christian or a Muslim? Before I eat this food. I want to know which church you attend before I eat this food. Have you ever done that? Why would anyone now go to a place of worship and turn salvation into condemnation. This is hypocrisy. And leading a fake life gives birth to hypocrisy. Let me rush in another quick story as I round up this message today. Last year, or let me say two years ago at first, a man came to this church, a pastor from a prominent Ministry in Nigeria, I will not uh, mention the name. The man gave a very powerful testimony of how Jesus Christ healed him from an incurable disease after praying along with Prophet TB Joshua on Emmanuel TV. He was open that he was a pastor from another church, but he felt he, the need to give glory to God. After giving that testimony, several months later, the same gentleman returned to the church and came to meet the testimony department and said this, I was called to my headquarters and they asked me, did you go and share a testimony at TB Joshua's church? And I didn't lie to them, I said yes. And at that moment, they fired me as a pastor. Now, the reason I'm bringing out this point is I want you to hear what this pastor responded to them because he told us his response. The pastor looked at his seniors and supervisors who had just fired him for giving glory to Jesus, for rescuing him from a life-threatening situation. And the pastor told them this. He said, my senior pastors, do you know that many members of this church, many members of our church have gone to the synagogue to receive healing? This is the pastor talking. Do you know that many members of this church have gone to the scorn and received prayer for breakthrough and today their business is blessed? Why don't you sack the offerings they are giving? He, he now look, he didn't stop there. He now said, go and look at the car park of this church here. You will see anointing sticker everywhere. Go and check the pockets of many members sitting down in your church. You will find morning water there. He now said to conclude, one of the high-ranking officials, senior, senior, senior pastors, geos in this church, that he was the one who instructed members several years ago that you must never watch Emmanuel TV. He said that several weeks ago he was invited to this man's house before this issue blew up and as he approached the house through the window, do you know what he saw on the screen of the television? Emmanuel TV. <laughs> the pastor did not know that his friend was close. The moment he knocked the door, he changed the channel. 
So many of us have asked the question of Prophet C.B. Joshua. Why don't you respond? Why don't you react when there's hatred and persecution and false accusations and lies leveled against you? But I think his response is clearly understood in today's message. Time will tell. Real lasts, fake fades. I will not say more than that. So people of God, as I draw this message to a conclusion, the only, I repeat, the only way to be real, to find truth in a fake generation is to depend on God alone. There's no other way. There's no other route. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. To depend on God alone, to love God above all, to let the word of God become the database for your personal opinion. That's the way. You cannot fight truth and win. You can fight fake and defeat fake, but you cannot fight truth and win. God is the only one who can expose fake. Satan is fake. He cannot expose himself. Anything the children of God have, Satan has the photocopy, which cannot stand the test of time. But he's fake. So I conclude with the following words. Stop fighting the truth. Because the truth does not lose the battle. I mean, God does not lose the battle. Whoever you are, whatever your status or stature in society, remember that one day you too will face the test of legitimacy. People of God, don't wait for that question before you repent and run to God. Don't wait for that question before you repent and return to truth. May God bless his holy word in the midst of our hearts as we abide by this message in Jesus' name.